It is a cool gray day here in East Lansing. Feels a little like fall in the Midwest, but even that backdrop cannot cloud the energy and the buzz surrounding tomorrow's meeting between number six Michigan and number eight Michigan State. A stadium and a state divided. Let's get into it. College Football Live starts right now. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is your Friday edition of College Football Live. I'm Jen Latta, of course, as always, with Desmond Howard and David Pollock. Let's get into all of the action for this weekend, and let's begin with our Saturday slate. Rivalry game between the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators, plus the Sooners, they're hosting Texas Tech, that game on ABC. Then in primetime, Ohio State hasn't lost since the Oregon game. They take on Penn State. And another ranked matchup in the SEC between Old Miss and Auburn. But the big one, of course, right here in East Lansing between Michigan and Michigan State. State of Michigan, there's obviously some tension right there. Them bragging rights when you walk down the street. The state of Michigan takes it very seriously. Battling for territory, really. We want to be the number one team in Michigan. brings that power into the end zone touchdown Michigan and Blake brings speed and the quickness it's Carl he's loose touchdown Michigan we got a better than us no their offense is known for really explosive plays Kenneth Walker's gonna go all the way that's a guy that, that'll make you pay touchdown MSU wow This is a game that we have to win. That's just what it is. This is a playoff type game and we're motivated and we want to win this one. Things have gotten pretty tight in the Big Ten East. A three-team race with Penn State there lurking behind in fourth. But all of those four teams, guys, still have to play each other round-robin style. Whichever team emerges from that mix should be a shoe-in for the playoff and will be as battle-tested as any other team in the country. So, of course, now we bring in David and Des to break this one down. Both teams coming into this game with perfect records. David, for the team that wins, how would your perception of that team change? Well, it's the next hurdle, right? It's the next step. I think we all have these people um, ranked at the top four and the top five and the top six, and that's fine, but they get to prove it. I yeah. mean, this, that's, that's what this whole season is about. And I would even throw Penn State in there. I think Penn State gets an opportunity to play spoiler, too. But yeah. Um, yeah. Michigan and their defense, can they, can they come on the road to Michigan State, who's the number eight team in the country, and slow down all these weapons? Can they yeah. get their offense going? So I think – it's, it's what's the saying? Statement Saturday? Statement Saturday. Feels like Correct. a statement. Let's make a statement. Yeah, I tell you what, not only for us, but I think nationally, it changes the perception nationally, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State. Whoever wins this game, I think from a national standpoint, they will be looked upon as very different now. Now they will be very, probably more respected as far as being their nationally ranked top 10 team. You know, because it happen a couple of weeks ago, Iowa was number two in the nation. They lost that game. Right. Everybody like, ah, yeah, you guys didn't deserve it. So I think whoever wins tomorrow, that team, they'll say, okay, this is a legitimate 
top 10 team in the nation. MSU has had two weeks to prepare for this matchup. You kind of want that when you're going into a big rivalry game, but there can also be the tendency to get a little too amped up in these games. 100%. You all have played in big games before. you yep. got to keep the emotions in check, check, not try to do too much, exactly. play not out of defense. your position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't worried about that stuff. You bring it, bro. That's right. Let's go. But you have to Hell be assignment fire. sure. You still have to be assignment sure, David. Don't be teaching bad lessons now. Time now for our Goodyear More Driven players, and we start with the Michigan dynamic duo of Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. Both guys had two touchdowns and over 100 yards against Northwestern last week. And then, of course, for Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, the transfer from Wake Forest, has nearly 1,000 rushing yards on the season. That's good for second in the nation and first in the Big Ten. So, obviously, this game is going to feature the ground game. Who has the edge, Des? I tell you what, you would think that, uh, well, first of all, Kenneth Walker is a very, very explosive player. I don't know when the last time I saw a running back with that type of speed here in East Lansing. I mean, he's a guy who can just blow the lid off of a defense with his speed. I think when you look at Haskins and Corum, though, you know, these guys are one-two punch, thunder and lightning. I would probably have to give the edge to those two just because the way they complement each other. I agree because two is better than one. I mean, let's, let's yeah, be exactly. honest. Teaching what, math here Kenneth, on college Walker, football live. Dang sure wouldn't mind running behind the Michigan offensive line, oh, too, because yeah. he ain't afforded that luxury. Yeah. Corum's lightning in a ball. You watch, too. He He's, he is a big home run threat, just like Kenneth Walker. And then Haskins is the guy that you just you really don't want to tackle. But right, right. I think having both <laughs> where you have to tackle him for, yeah. for a full 60 minutes. Exactly. It sucks. Yep. You know, that's speaking, again, from a defensive perspective. It's not much fun. <laughs> you got to tackle him over and over and over and over again. Exactly. Desmond, you got to sit down with those two running backs from Michigan. And that yeah. piece will air tomorrow morning on College Game Day. All right, let's turn to the other big game in the Big Ten. And that, of course, number five, Ohio State, hosting number 20, Penn State, tomorrow. In the shoe, the Buckeyes have beaten the Nittany Lions the last four times, and James Franklin's group has lost their last two games. So it has been nothing but blowouts for the Buckeyes since that loss to Oregon back in early September. Ohio State scoring nearly 55 points per game in that span and winning guys by an average of 42. That's pretty impressive. That's okay. It's why it's they're raising eyebrows. Both of those marks best in FBS, as is their 562 total yards per game since that loss to bad. the Ducks. They have been unstoppable on both sides of the ball. It is safe to say that this is a different team since they had that loss to Oregon, but they haven't really yeah. played a dynamic offense either. So what has been the biggest difference, David, between the Buckeyes then and now? Well, I think they're, they're more organized. They're yeah. more structured on defense. Um, they're more sound. They're yeah. more disciplined. Yeah. And it is what it is till it ain't what it ain't because you ain't play very many good offenses. So, I mean, I'm excited right. to see them. The, 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 what am I watching here? I mean, Indiana on their third quarterback. I mean, Maryland. Maryland. Like, I Maryland. Just, these right. are great highlights. These are awesome. Right. You know, against Oregon, you know, one sack, one TFL. Like, yeah. I, I want to see it against better competitions. But they've been, they've been better. They've been more sound. I, and I'll give them credit for that. But I'm really excited to see it against the explosive Penn State offense. Yeah, well, I tell you what. You know, you hit it on the head. I mean, since the Oregon game they played Tulsa what uh, Akron Rutgers Maryland Indiana I mean these aren't teams that you would play to try to measure yourself against now they're going to play a Penn State team and I'm not really sold on Penn State they didn't look great against Iowa and then last week they lost in against Illinois in nine Oy. overtime so you know is this Penn State team a team you would measure your 
yourself by? So I just don't think they've had the competition yet that I respect at a level I would say, okay, these guys are back. You know, Oregon, don't forget, they traveled to Columbus yep. without two of their best players, and they handled Ohio State for four quarters. So I have to see them against better competition. Now, with that being said, I do give credit where credit is due. They went out there, and they kicked, butt and took, kicked butts and took names like they were supposed to, but I still need to see them against better competition. Only an average of 40, Jen said. I mean, that's not that great. Yeah. But it also seems yeah. like you need style points for these wins because people are going to look at it and go, who are those opponents? What right. does Penn State have to do, David, in order to win this game? They'll be real coming off of those losses well they're really Sean Clifford isn't healthy um, right. and he's he's the best part of your offense because you have to be able to run the football with him and and he's got to throw it so I just yeah. they, they don't run it really really well they have to find Dotson they have to find th- those Parker they have to find those guys at Parker Washington those guys on the outside that make plays yeah. create explosive plays I, I wish I could I would say play keep away and run the football but they can't do that. Maybe Michigan or somebody else down the road can, but I haven't seen Penn State run the football. Yeah, I'll tell you what. James Franklin said that he expects Sean Clifford to be uh, 100% That's great. by Saturday. He wasn't against Illinois. Yeah. No, he was not. And i tell you what, and Sean Clifford doesn't play defense either. So I don't know if you've seen this uh, Buckeyes offense. I mean, they're pretty explosive. You're going to have to score a lot of points to stick with the Buckeyes. And I don't see Penn State being able to score a lot of points, especially after that pillow fight they had against Illinois that went nine quarters. I promise you, <laughs> that, that game should just end it with both teams with an L. Just shake hands. Both go. teams with an L. You couldn't even real. give them a tie. Just... No, not even a tie. Neither <laughs> team deserved a tie. Both teams God. should have walked away with an L. You know what oh, it wow. did, though? It reminded a lot of people what those new overtime rules were. There were people out there yeah. like, oh, I oh, forgot. It sure did, didn't it? That is how we're doing <laughs> it things It took nine now. overtimes. Can we just Take a moment to recognize the folks who are coming out here in the rain to cheer with us today. Y'all are great. We really appreciate you hanging out with us here on College Football Live. All right, we've been talking about Statement Saturday. That's how we're branding tomorrow's big games. Our Saturday night football matchup is a Big Ten title. Sean Clifford and number 20 Penn State travel to Columbus to take on Heisman hopeful quarterback C.J. Stroud and number five Ohio State. That, of course, 730 Eastern on ABC and on your ESPN app. All right, still ahead on College Football Live. Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker is wired for sound as his team gets set to face in-state rival Michigan tomorrow. Plus, it's an SEC East rivalry game in Jacksonville between Georgia and Florida. Both teams with questions at the quarterback spot. We discuss who should be the starter for each team when College Football Live continues. College Football Live is presented by... Buffalo Wild Wings. And in part by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate. Welcome back to College Football Live. Presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. How do you see this playing out? Georgia's in. I don't think anybody's coming out of the Big Ten undefeated. How much help does Cincinnati, Ohio State, Alabama need? It is not going to be easy. 
back here on College Football Live. So we're not allowed to call it what they used to call it. So how about the planet's well, biggest outside gathering with libations? <laughs> Georgia and Florida meeting for the 99th or 100th time. We're not exactly sure. Both teams see it two different ways. That, of course, in Jacksonville tomorrow for a heated SEC rivalry game. Now, it's interesting because neither team has announced a starting quarterback. And you've mm. got Stetson Bennett and you've got JT Daniels and you've also got Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson as far as the Florida guys go. Yeah. David, thoughts on this situation? Just, that's just hocus pocus. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you've been, if you've been watching yeah. and you've been watching these two teams play, right. let's, let's cover Georgia first. Yeah. If yes, Stetson Bennett isn't the, the best starter, anyway. yep. how, how am I not – what am I watching? I mean, yeah. playmaking ability through the roof. He can run. He can scramble. Play action games gone way up. He has clearly been a catalyst for Georgia's offense continuing to climb. And then if I go – am I going both sides? Do you want me to go on the other side too? I'll go the other side. Okay, oh, you, oh, get, oh, you get oh, four. Sure, Stetson Bennett, yeah, yeah. Stetson Bennett <laughs> for sure has, has definitely proven what he is at the quarterback spot, and I'm not taking him out. No, and I'll give David credit because when we were there for the Arkansas game, you said Stetson Bennett should be the starter. So, And he's shown to me that he should be the guy. I think Anthony Richardson for Florida is the guy to go with. You know, who am I to second-guess Dan Mullen. I mean, he gets a, paid a lot of money to make these decisions, and he's been going with Emory Jones. But I just think that when you look at Richardson, I mean, he seems like he's faster than Jones. He has a better controller of the offense. I think he throws a much better ball, but I'm not at practice with them, so I don't know why Dan Mullen has continued to go with Emory Jones as opposed to Anthony Richardson outside of the fact that Richardson had a hamstring pull. You know, he had a, yeah, ham I think he had a hamstring down injury. For sure. yeah, that if he's 100% you have to go with Anthony Richardson. But sometimes I wonder also, and we've talked about this this show, and we've talked about this on College uh, Game Day as well, trying to protect the egos of some of these players because of the transfer portal situation now. Jen, but listen, that, listen, listen. I, I said this two weeks ago, and we were talking about the Oklahoma situation. I said Lincoln Riley, his commitment is to all of those scholarship and non-scholarship football players, not to one kid and his damn ego. Well, if you have opportunity to go out there and play, and you play yourself out of a starting position. His number one commitment is to put the team in a winning position every time they take the field. I, I wouldn't want to juggle it, though. It, it, is, it is annoying um, because if you do it four games into the season, then gone. But the thing is, now that you're this far into the season, nobody should be transferring at this point because they're not saving any eligibility. They've already used it. But... It isn't fun. It isn't a fun situation for coaches. Kind of, the quarterback's kind of got you in a tough spot. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. In a tough spot. Tough spot. Tough we will yeah. quote you on that one. All right, let's stay in the SEC and go down to Ole Miss, traveling to the Plains to take on Bo Nix and number 18 Auburn tomorrow night. Ole Miss has ripped off three straight conference wins after getting thumped by Alabama earlier this month. And, guys, Auburn is favored in this one, according to FPI, but it is the only game that Old Miss is the underdog in for the rest of the season. In fact, the Rebels are home for a matchup with AM in a couple of weeks, and then the regular season ends with the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving, and you're seeing the percentages there that FPI gives them to win those games. So let's just for a second talk about how Alabama, they already have that loss to Bama, but if they win out, Des, what do you see the playoff chances for this Rebels team being? I don't see them having... Um great playoff chances. I just, I just don't because, you know, they, they lost the head-to-head to Alabama. Alabama controlled their own destiny. It was a team that we think is going to be in the SEC championship game. So I don't, I don't see them, you know, changing their course 
even if they went out. It would be great for them as a, as a team and as a program. But since they lost their head-to-head to Alabama, I think it's a wrap. Alabama's going to, you know, Alabama keeps winning. They control their own destiny. There's nothing that Ole Miss can do about that. Okay, so that, that's, that's what I'm going to turn to you then and say, what if Alabama loses again? Yeah. And Ole Miss now runs the table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. They, to Miss, me, they, they deserve because Alabama will have two conference losses. Does right. Ole Miss and, want and that Miss matchup only, against? And if Ole Miss beats A&M. Yeah, and exactly. Alabama loses A&M, to Auburn, exactly. Right. And they're in the SEC championship game and they beat Georgia, they're in. Oh, if they beat Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> let me, let me, let me make this clear to anybody out there who's watching this. Anybody who beats Georgia in the SEC <laughs> championship game will be in the college football playoff. Poor Georgia. They're just lucky to get there, man. Don't, don't be giving Georgia too much anybody love. Just lucky to get them, there. Right? I'm glad that you we'll mentioned be the, the head-to-head playoff. because um, obviously they do have that head-to-head loss to Bama, so they would yeah. need Bama to lose another Which, game. I mean, Alabama. Have seen Bama stumble? I mean, <laughs> you can see Alabama losing again. Alabama has a 36% chance to win out, yeah. according to FPI. Now let's take a look at a Heisman. Well, it's a bunch of computers. They right, right, exactly. In, they tell you how it's going to happen. What does the computer say about the Heisman update? Come on. Well, yeah, let's the Heisman, they, they're telling us that Matt Corral leads the SEC in total QBR this season. And oh, okay. he so he's good. There's a surprise. He is top five in all of FBS. Yeah. This according to our friends over at Nissan. The Ole Miss QB has been a dynamic dual threat this season, yep. ranking top five in passing yards per attempt, rushing yards, and rushing TDs. There's a reason he's one of the favorites to take home the Heisman this season. Thank you for that, our friends at Nissan. All right, shifting gears now to the Big 12, where Oklahoma, who slipped from three to four in the rankings this week, faces Texas Tech. OU looking very sluggish. Suffered almost a scare there this past week against Kansas. Oh, that was a scare. Well, yes, but they did put it on. They were able to turn it on as the game went on. I know uh, Kansas obviously doing some good things there. They're growing that program. Des, what do you need to see out of Caleb Williams and the Sooners tomorrow just to continue building momentum? I just need to see them bring their A game. It seems like every time we see Oklahoma, like they play to the level of their competition, which isn't good, especially if you want to be a team in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. You know, we say, okay, they're going to make the quarterback change. They're going to Caleb Williams. He's a true freshman. He brings a lot of energy, a lot of spunk. This is going to be great for the offense. And then they almost laid an egg against Kansas. So I need to see them consistently bring their A game. And like I talked about Ohio State earlier, you know, they're kicking butt and taking names. They don't care who the opponent is. I need to see that same attitude from Oklahoma. Yeah, and I think, you know, their defense has improved from the last couple runs they made when they got the doors beat off of them in the the championship games or in the playoffs. But I I, I need to see Caleb Williams ascend with this offense because Spencer Rattler did good. He just wasn't great. And if this team wants to be a playoff team, I think he has to be great. He has to be dynamic. Yeah, he made plays late in that game. He also stunk it up for a couple quarters as well. So I need to see that offense. I I know what their defense is. I have a firm grasp of what their defense is. I need to see their offense become great if they want to be in that playoff hunt. Red Raiders, meanwhile, are hoping that a change at the top changes their fortunes. They fired uh, Matt Wells this week. So interesting to see how the team will handle that. Oklahoma, meanwhile, has won nine straight in this series. So they've got quite a run going there against Texas Tech. Still ahead on College Football Live, we will hear Michigan State head coach Mel Tucker. He's all mic'd up at practice this week before his team's huge rivalry game against Michigan. Stick around. This Heisman Update is brought to you by Nissan, premier partner of the Heisman Trophy. College Football Live 
is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. This is strictly business. This is Sparta! College game day, 9 a.m. First, let's hear from Mel Tucker. Great focus today, great focus. A little bit better today, a little bit better. Kept doing this, just just get a little bit better. We need this much better today, that's it. A little bit better today. This much better today, baby, this much. Right there, pad level. You just want to run because you don't want to be running with a guy like that. I enjoy interpersonal relationships and, you know, interact with my coaches, my players. Work with a purpose, man. 1% better today. Let's go, QB. Let's go. All right, let's get to some other games this weekend, starting with Iowa and Wisconsin, guys. That dude was the man, by the way. Iowa versus Wisconsin. I tell you what, guys, I think Iowa got exposed by Purdue. That offense, man, was uh, was clicking, especially with David Bell. We had 11 receptions, over 240 yards um, on, on the day. And I think they actually started to get exposed that Penn State game before Sean Clifford went out. And the game wasn't even close, 24-7. to 7. And so I think Wisconsin, Wisconsin's favorite, too, up there in Camp Randall by three. This is going to be a really good game. We'll see what if, Wisconsin, if Iowa can bounce back from, the, from that loss. No doubt. And I tell you what, I, I think this is kind of a, a sneaky, exciting game. I just, Baylor's got it cooking a little bit, and, and they're still very much in the hunt. I like um, Baylor, man. Yeah, they're, they're, I tell you what, they're physical. Yeah. They're a very physical team. They're going to run the ball down downhill at you. Bohannon can also run the ball, starting to make more plays yep. through the air, too. I think Aranda's got these boys playing well. That might be a factor in the Big 12 down the stretch. No doubt about that whatsoever. I tell you what, I think they play Oklahoma November 13th. Circle that one on your calendar. Miami Pitt. Kenny Pickett. Pretty much all you need to know. I mean, he's been on fire this whole season. 23 touchdown passes and one. That's right. Only one interception so far. But I like this Miami defense. They're young. They're hurt. They're hungry. And they play for four quarters. They never give up. This might be a good challenge for the Pitt Panthers. Might be a little sneaky good game. I'll tell yes, you what, sir. UNC and Notre Dame. Uh, we saw this game last year. It was an awesome game. Sam Howell's been toting rock. Look at that run. Get off Get me. Off me all man. of you. You do not want this. And he's been spinning at the downs. Down's been one of the most, uh, one of the best playmakers in all of college football. You find number 11, you'll find the football. Ooh, way to dive out there and get it. Nice, Hills have never nice. won in South Bend, though. Let's take They're a moment to. and recognize our friend Marissa, researcher extraordinaire, ah. who is sitting in the Bears board spot and yep. decided Serious? to wear Are you her Bears put on gear. Put well, Marissa on camera. Pop her on camera. Yes. 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 <laughs> college game day oh, live right here <laughs> from East go? Lansing tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Thanks for hanging out with us here on College Football Live. Big show tomorrow. Lots of stuff. We'll see you then. She didn't hide from the camera this time. Good job, Marissa. <laughs>